podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely, beachy co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. I'm I'm coming off the beach uh, after a vigorous game of Frisbee uh, with my brothers-in-law. Um, I'm drenched in sweat. Um, I'm a little bit nauseous from the combo of sun and alcohol, and but I'm ready. I'm ready to podcast. I'm ready to create content for the people. So we have we have Denny so dedicated to this podcast <laughs> that not only did I change the schedule this week, but he was the one who should have changed the schedule a bit because he was the one who was actually at the beach doing something. I was at home. I was just busy doing other things. But Denny has his stupid little mic that he took to the beach. <laughs> Just so he could podcast and do a living the stream podcast. Not only that, we get we get we get Denny who had just gone through drinking gallons of Miller Lite all day. This is going to be a phenomenal podcast. That's right. Yes, uh, I would I, I would say I, I yesterday would have been the more interesting uh, alcohol consuming situation with uh, the pod, but uh, today today could be could be that. By the way, I'm podcasting from. Uh, the we're staying in a big house uh, in here sick in brag, actually in, in North Carolina. What'd you say? I said sick brag. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it's our one vacation a year. We're, we're, come on, this is <laughs> I'm just, even, I'm just even even working people need a vacation, okay, Bernie. Um, uh, so I uh, uh, I'm staying. I'm actually doing the podcast from my wife's cousin's uh, room. <laughs> Here, so wow, wow. where what, what I, happens when your wife leaves you though uh well she had she actually has lived, i've been sleeping in the pool house um <laughs> since monday so so are you are you in north carolina right now yeah we're in uh, holden beach north carolina nice, nice. yeah people um, forget though that north carolina is actually a very wide state and it still takes me like well some beaches i can get to in like three hours but it still takes me like six to, to some beaches Really? Wow. I, yeah, I, some some like Outer Banks is still like five and a half hours away. That that blows my mind because it's only that's it's only like nine hours for me. But when we passed uh, when we passed Charlotte, I made sure to uh, give it the middle finger for yeah, you. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I, Thanks, I, man. I, just, I was like, I'll Thanks. never go to Charlotte. I, actually, on the way back, we're gonna drop off the kids um, with you guys. So we'll uh, we'll see you then. <laughs> give, us, give us the the babies. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Um, so on today's show, everyone, we are going to be talking about defenses that you should be targeting in your fantasy football drafts. Now, look, realistically, we're probably going to talk about some of these defenses again week one. Maybe not, though, because they might be higher owned uh, in these leagues once they are drafted because they do have juicy week one matchups, which is why we're bringing it up. So we're trying to set you up on a streaming adventure to maximize your defensive performance. Right? That's right. That's right. Denny and, and JJ's streaming adventure. Yeah, it's the worst children's book of all time. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, before we get into that, I, I have to say something about the beach that that I I've noticed over the past couple years. Okay. Okay, let's hear it. Is uh, uh, I get the distinct sense that people in this house that I'm staying in, and people I see on the beach, uh, 
in this little town. They're exercising, I mean, like going hard exercising, running miles on the beach during their vacation, but they don't do it in their everyday lives. They're just they're just doing it on vacation. I, what kind I think of thing? Yeah. I think you're right. I think people do that. I think that's a very, very real thing. That's a great observation. I I'm shocked. It's I don't want to be judgmental, but I am going to be judgmental for a minute and say that the people I see, I mean, you can tell when there's a regular runner on the beach, like sure. someone who someone who busts their ass every day, run around the neighborhood, who can run five miles with no sweat, right? You can tell who that person is. But you can also tell the person who's not running five miles every day. Yeah. Um. And but but he or she is doing it on on vacation, and they're not going to carry it over. What is it? What compels a person to do this? I don't know. I don't know what it is because not only that, it's immensely more difficult to run in massive humidity than it is because most people are vacationing in yes. places that probably would be more humid than they're used to. So mm-hmm. like. It's even more difficult to run in that. I did. I did. I made that mistake yesterday. Oh. I ran. I ran in the humidity, and it was. I, I. I'm much more of a summer treadmill runner, and running in the humidity, I wanted to just punch myself in the face for hours afterwards. <laughs> it was just like like, and I'm I'm the person who sweats for can can sweat for hours after running. Right? You don't stop sweating. You don't. Right. Just oh my god! Stop. It doesn't stop. It just does not stop. I'm like, why do people go outside in this humidity during the summer and run? Why don't you just go to a gym? But but. I don't. I, I. I. do think that it's crazy that there are people that do that. That go. Go on. Honestly, going on vacation and exercising is something that's that's difficult for me to do to begin with. Mm-hmm. But then doing that after not being an exerciser does not make any sense to me at all. And I think that you are correct that people do that. So, listeners, if any of you guys have ever gone on vacation and just randomly started exercising and running, but you aren't a runner, mm-hmm. please tell us why. We need to know why. I I must know because I mean people like you said the humidity uh is torturous. I tried to run on the beach on Monday and I quit after like I don't know like half a mile I quit cuz I just couldn't deal with the heat. Uh so I maybe I'm just not used to the southern heat or whatever, but I'm done. I'm done running until I get back to uh to Maryland, the only legitimate state in the union. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so like I said, we're going to be talking about defenses today. Uh, Denny, before we start talking about defenses, I yeah. believe that we have a sponsor that we need to get through. We and do. Talk about. Yes. Uh, so it is the heat of the fantasy season, as you may or may not know. It's time to sign up for leagues. It's time to go to apexfantasyleagues.com, the best place to play season-long fantasy football for money. With a skill-based format and industry-leading payouts, Apex ensures that the best fantasy players win big. Apex is the place to play if you want to win uh, great money in a format that mitigates randomness. Randomness. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to get through that whole read without messing it you up. You, you were close, man. You were close. Oh, the haters and losers are just are just you know victorious again. Uh, Apex features both blind bidding and two matchups per week. One versus a head-to-head opponent and the other versus the league average. So you can compete against someone every week without worrying about arbitrary strength of schedule. Give it a try. We know you'll love it. Go to apexfantasyleagues.com. And we do love it. We play our Apex League. Or we have that expert league where I drafted Eddie Lacy. Hooray! <laughs> it was, is there, did I miss something with Lacy today? No, I mean, he's just fat. Right. He, you might have seen him running on the beach. I'm not sure. 
what it would be the only time he's exercised uh that's true this year so. that's exactly exactly I, all I, right i feel bad i feel bad about bagging on eddie lacy he seems like a decent guy i'm sorry go ahead i agree i agree i'm to the point this like this eddie lacy stuff i do think that there's a point where it's way way overblown i think that it's a fun narrative that people run like go to i mean it's it's like it's like uh, kelvin benjamin kind of has the same narrative but it's more fun to me it's more fun with kelvin benjamin just because he's actually like Right, a meaningful asset to his offense, but the the Eddie Lacy stuff. I mean, it's just it, it's and I think we overblow it as to what it actually means in terms of fantasy and, and his production. That's all I, I'm saying. I agree. Anyway, all right, I'm going to talk about a defense. Speaking of Kelvin Benjamin, you guys know that I'm not a Kelvin Benjamin fan, <laughs> but I do live in the same city that he plays football in, and that same defense that he plays football for, the team, the Panthers have a very, very, very nice week one game and matchup against San Francisco. They're six-point favorites, and they're on the road. Uh, The team defense, Carolina's defense, especially their secondary, especially their secondary, uh, got a lot better towards the second half of last season. Um, You know, don't look at fantasy point output because that doesn't really tell you everything. And they also had some tough matchups on the stretch, like they played Atlanta and and so on. Um, But this is is really a a matchup thing. I mean, they're going to get San Francisco... San Francisco has an atrociously bad offense or potentially will have a very bad offense. You have Brian Hoyer under center, who I think both of us think is probably undervalued or underrated as just a mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even still, he's only throwing to Pierre Garçon and a, a, just a bunch of, I, I don't, how would you describe their wide receiver core? Like, uh, I mean, it's the Island of Misfit Toys, basically. Right. It's, it's, it's really bad. I'm, I'm becoming more and more interested in Carlos Hyde as a fantasy asset and a player in general um but again he can only do so much and and it's going to be a very good matchup for carolina uh you can get them uh, you know like any other defense towards the end of your draft and they're going to be a defense though that i think will be drafted in a fair number of leagues so they won't end up being an actual week one streamer yeah i'm i'm definitely into it i think san francisco will be a target of ours once exactly Yeah, the San Francisco, I, I think, you know, look, I understand Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but, you know, a, a scheme and a coach can only do so much to a team. Uh, one, one thing that correlates fairly well with fa- uh, fantasy defense uh, production is, is the uh, accuracy of the opposing quarterback. Uh, and uh, Hoyer is um, notoriously inaccurate, as, as you yeah. know. So that's yeah. that's a good matchup. Uh I guess uh, we have to talk about the Bills because um, despite, I guess, uh, going into rebuild mode or something like that, uh, they get the Jets at home week one, um, the team formerly known as the Jets. They're a six-and-a-half-point uh, six favorite. Um, and so just to refresh, uh, we look for uh, home favorites and against bad quarterbacks and that's what we have here don't we so i mean there's not much to say about it except for josh mccown uh has a 59 percent career completion rate and then uh christian hackenberg who i guess is still in the running to start is that yeah. correct yeah uh has his inaccuracy has become the stuff of uh training camp legend so far and yeah. i mean you, you see the beat writers just like like firing off joke after joke after joke about how inaccurate he is so um you know if game script goes the way that vegas is projecting and the way we think it'll go then i think there will be lots of opportunities for t- turnovers which is our ultimate goal here so the bills i mean the bills will be played in 100 percent of uh dfs 
lineups. Yeah, I mean they're going to be they're going to be incredibly popular. This is the classic case of I don't care what the defense looks like. I care entirely what the offense looks like and you can I don't I don't whoever the Jets are playing, you can stream against them this season and I I'm I'm saying that right now confidently yeah. throughout the entire season nothing is going to change. You could go down the list. I I I'll actually say I think that Whatever defense plays the Jets, if you put that Frankenstein together, yeah. it's going to end up being the number one defense in fantasy football. Or that, close that's, to it. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's just that that the Jets, the, look, if this was, if, if we had soccer rules here, uh-huh. the Jets would be kicked out of the NFL after this year. Is that what they do in soccer? Uh, yeah. Some of the leagues, they, they're one of the leagues. But uh, Denny, look, I, we're not soccer people, I, but I, I do I know, I do know. That in this is going to be embarrassing. People, because soccer fans are going to be like, "How do they not know about the Premier League and stuff like that?" But I do know that they they take out the the top league or the, the the bottom team and put them in another league. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, so I mean, uh, it's just it's just your weird. Reaction, your reaction is so good. It's it's, it's weird. I mean, we're, you know, this is uh, we're not talking. This is not a European flavored podcast. This is no. Uh, you're right. You're this, right. This is all American. Let's let's keep it in America. I say. You're right. You're right. Very good point. Uh, a lot of these defenses that we're talking about today are very obvious, so we don't need to get into that much detail. But another defense you should be targeting at the end of your drafts is Pittsburgh. Uh, the pe- the the Penguins. I almost <laughs> said the Penguins. The did you, did you guys know though that did, the Penguins are did they did they win the Stanley Cup they, again? Benny? I'm actually going to need to call some sources. I believe they did. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Just just wanted to check. Oh oh no, I'm looking at my wall in my office. They did. They did. I they see did. some newspapers okay. hanging there. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna good. I'm gonna jot that down because you're always asking me. I just want to yeah. make sure I can answer it next time. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Just put it. Just tattoo it on your forearm. I will. That'd be perfect. Um. So the Steelers are facing the Browns. Uh. For what it's worth, in their only fantasy regular season game. Remember they played Week 17 last year and Kobe Hamilton did his thing. Uh. They almost, oh, yeah. the Steelers almost lost. Um, but the, the Steelers that week when they played Cleveland, not week 17, but the, the earlier one, I think it was like week 12, they were the top ranked defense in, in fantasy football that week. Steelers defense Mm. started to generate a lot more of a pass rush during the second half of last year. The first seven games of the season, they averaged 1.14 sacks per game. They started to get more aggressive than over the next eight games. So I'm excluding that last game. Uh, that average jumped to 3.25 per game. So they basically almost tripled their sack total uh, over that period. Uh, they are nine-point road favorites, which is a very, very nice spread for a defense. Um, and, you know, whoever's under center for Cleveland, I almost hope that it's not Kaiser. I hope that it's – it's. I hope it's Brock Osweiler, obviously. Because uh, yeah. Cody Kessler, uh, to me, you know, last season he, he played sort of conservative ball, but he's not that bad of a, a – you know, he's, he's at least replacement level – Brock, we know we've seen a sample of him being very friendly to fantasy defenses, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but but in total, nine point favorites against Cleveland. You know, Cleveland's offensive line has improved, so maybe the sack totals aren't as high as what we what they did last year. They just demolished them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that Pittsburgh's definitely a target uh, for late in your draft. God, the Steelers' stacks will be out of control week one. Yeah, they really will be. Uh, yeah. Uh, my second defense is also a home favorite. Uh, Washington is a two-point home favorite against Philadelphia. Mostly this is because I am of the opinion uh, that Carson Wentz is not good. And uh, so last year um, we targeted Wentz uh, on the back half of the year. We were I feel like we were a little late in understanding just how bad he was when game script went, went sideways. But um, 
uh, went through at least one interception in 10 games last season, which jumped out to me. He averaged uh, he averaged uh, 1.22 interceptions per game in Philadelphia losses. Uh, in, in away games, he threw 1.12 interceptions per game. Uh, so this sets up, you know, for a game where they won't be able, I think, to you know, to hide him with a with a conservative, slow-paced, run-heavy approach that obviously they prefer because that's what they did when they were winning uh, early early last last season. So uh, I I like Buffalo a lot more. I like I like Pittsburgh and um, and uh, Carolina more, obviously. But I think you know if you can snatch. Washington off the waiver wire before week one, you you go ahead and do it if those other three are not available. Uh, and by the way, you know, uh, this early, you know, we still have, what, three weeks until the season kicks off. You know, don't draft a defense or a kicker. It, it make, you know, use those spots to to hoard some running backs who might fall into some touches if if there's a preseason injury or, or, or something of that nature. So, uh, but Washington will be there, I'm, I'm sure, in most leagues. Yeah, especially kickers. I mean, no offense yeah. to you, Denny, but we know that, that yeah. there's there's going to be more usable guys and there's going to be uh, easier matchups to spot with that position than than defenses or more predictable uh, from a defensive pers- perspective. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, Washington's interesting. I think that you're a little bit more bullish than I am just because you hate Carson Wentz more than any other person on this planet. Probably. Uh, but Washington's interesting. And then I'll, I'll just throw out there, I think the Patriots are, are decent uh, are a decent bet as well, playing at home, Kansas City. They're like eight, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. So so we got the Patriots, we have Washington, we have the Bills, we have the Panthers, and we have the Steelers. That's for all of you. You're, you're welcome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get into the Twitter questions, I believe we have another sponsor, Dennis. Yes, playdraft.com, which is my favorite site. Right now, I'm uh, just piling up these uh, best ball leagues. Uh, it's my new favorite app. You search the, just the word draft uh, and uh, on, your, on your phone device, and you will find the draft app. Uh, and I actually uh, drafted a, a team uh, on, on, uh, on the draft app from the beach on Monday, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, so here's how it works. You sign up for a 12-team uh, long draft or a 10-team league with a rapid-fire 30-second clock. Um, I've done so many of those, I don't even know how many right now. Um, it's season-long, but with no management. You just set you set it and forget it. Uh, come and join me today. Go to playdraft.com backslash stream, and you'll get a free entry into a best ball draft. All right, Denny. Time for some questions All right. from Twitter. All right. This first one is oh wow. This first one is from at LTS is Bay. Oh, oh, wow. wow. That's that's wow. kind of sexy. I don't know. Uh, he says I know six uh, fantasy points per touchdown pass doesn't change your ranks much, but strategy in a sixteen-team league take a quarterback earlier. I have strong takes for this. Do you want me to? Yeah, do you want me yeah, to yeah go. Please, please. Okay. Everyone gets so fixated on the quarterback position. So it's a 16-team league, and they're like, oh, no. You know, if it's a f- going from 14 to 16, that's two more quarterbacks being started. Going from 12 to 16, that's four more quarter. Oh, no, there's so many more quarterbacks being started. Guess what, guys? There are so many more running backs and wide receivers being started, too. <laughs> you, you're starting two or three more wide receivers or running backs per team, and you're adding more teams to the pool, which means they're – increasing at a much higher rate than the quarterback position is the demand is increasing at running back and wide receiver 
more than it is the quarterback position. Not only that, if you look at quarterback rankings, you can go about 17 or 18 quarterbacks deep and feel pretty good about who your quarterback is. So I would say from an overall strategy standpoint, you can still go LRQB. If you see a lot of teams drafting two quarterbacks, I can understand the reason to get another quarterback and platoon the position a bit because streaming might be a little bit more difficult. I I can't say it any better. By the way, since we set up our uh, LTS listeners league and we're going to have uh, full PPR, three wide receiver spots, and two flexes. Half PPR. It's half PPR. Oh, half, half. Right. Yes, yes. Okay. I didn't win that one. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to see probably, uh, you know, like Pierre Garçon drafted in the fourth round. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. It's probably going to happen. All right. I kind of wanted to make – it's like part of me wanted to make that league a, a super flex league, but then it's like that goes against everything that we're about, right? Like, 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 I shouldn't say that. We love super flex league, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I just mean that if it's an LTS branded league, then that would be very weird. It, it, I, I totally agree. Uh, and you know, the the vast, vast majority of fantasy footballers are playing in a one quarterback league. I mean, two two QP and super flex, super flex is fun, but it's very rare. It's not played yeah. very much. Right, right. Next one at Pompey Nick using ADP. Who's your mid slash late round QB if not streaming? Cam's schedule is amazing. Benz is solid. Dalton is nice for his price. Do you have any takes? Is Dalton going for sixty nine dollars in auctions? I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> nice for his price. Uh, well, I mean, Cam is like, I mean, some leagues I, I'm seeing him just drop and drop eleventh round, twelfth round. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's nuts. Like, I'll, I'll take him there. Yeah, I think Cam is not a bad pick at all. Um, I, I'm I'm still intrigued by like what that offense in general is going to really look like. But mm-hmm. I think Cam's interesting. A guy that I just automatically target because I think he's – I have him ranked QB6 and he goes in like the 9th and 10th is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, sure. I think yeah. Cousins is, is a decent uh, first half of the season schedule. Um, I think his weapons will be fine. I'm not really that concerned. You know, they have no running game, so the, the red zone is going to be his – uh, so yeah. I'm 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 into Cousins. I mean, he's he's shown us that he's a very viable fantasy asset. Speaking of, uh, and, and by the way, we were on we were on Cousins pretty early on in in the yeah we were there. okay. One of our greatest moments, and yeah. we're gonna bring this up as much as we damn want, <laughs> was two years ago when Kirk Cousins. Uh, we recommended him in week fourteen, and from yeah. week fourteen to week sixteen, the fantasy football playoffs, he was the. QB one in fantasy football by a decent margin, if I recall. By decent margin, by decent. That's why, like, I can't. I, I, oh, I despise nothing more than actually a lot of things more. Uh, but <laughs> one of my least favorite things that hits my mentions is how people, how people say that you need an elite quarterback to win your fantasy <sighs> championship. Wow. Like, I, wait, I like, don't... do you think Aaron Rodgers knows that Week fourteen is is the wild card round of your fantasy football playoffs? What what I mean? Do you think he's sitting in the film room, telling his coaches like, "Look, at man, I gotta light it up today. My fantasy owners are relying on me. Please, please, right. it doesn't change anything. It changes literally nothing. It might change your mentality and the way that you feel about right. a player. Yeah, you're like, you're pooping in your pants. That's how it changes. Right. But if streaming got you there, there's no difference. It's the same. It's a, like any other week. Oh please, yeah, come on, stop this. Next one at Drumful eighty three. How early would you draft Zeke in a ten team keeper league with eight bench spots? Leaf. Well, I I hear you're going to be so much more aggressive than me with with Zeke. There's no, no doubt. I don't know. I don't know. I I hear from people that they are 
either banking on him not being suspended at all or having like a one game sus- suspension that to me is a giant assumption that could backfire in your face you know uh, yeah. and and destroy your season if if you're going to go ahead and be like oh I'm taking him in the second right so I'm I don't know I'm taking him maybe like in in that in that in, oh god maybe the the fourth fifth? yeah so look people people have been drafting him in the second round with this suspension. I, I broke it down on the late round podcast, kind of how you should look at this. I looked at it from a weekly perspective and I looked at replacement level running backs. Basically the best case scenario for Zeke from a value perspective is that he's like RB 10 this season. Like I'm not talking about cumulative number standpoint. I'm talking about from a true value week to week perspective. So I can see why someone would want to draft him maybe after like girly or something, I could maybe see that. But I also think people who do that are ignoring the notion that you have to hold on to a completely worthless asset on your bench for six, seven, seven weeks. Cause they have a bye week for seven yeah. weeks of the fantasy football season. And those are that that's during a time period where the waiver wire is incredibly important. So I should have said that like a Yinzer waiver wire. That's how, <laughs> that's how they would say it in Pittsburgh. But that, so like, like that's, that's, the biggest deal I think that people are ignoring is, is the, the idea it's like inventory, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you that, there's a cost of holding inventory. There's a cost of holding Ezekiel Elliott's body on your bench while he doesn't do anything. Right. Uh, but with eight bench spots, I think it does change my mind a little bit. It, do, it helps. It does help a little bit. I'll say that, you know, but I, I still don't think that you can, you know, I understand too that there's a big drop off like in, after the mid second round in terms of value and stuff, and then like you feel uncomfortable and maybe the third and the fourth as to which players you're drafting and I, like I get it, but we're also going to be wrong and usually those players still end up panning out at a higher rate than what you get in the fifth and the sixth. So just because you don't feel a certain player 100, percent you know, just because you don't love Todd yeah. Gurley, just because you don't love Brandon Cooks, just because you don't love Terrell Pryor, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you should just not draft them completely and get a guy like Zeke instead because Zeke is still missing seven weeks of the freaking fantasy football regular season. It's so much. And, and I think if you go into a draft in the coming weeks um, pressing to to like pay attention to where Zeke is and like, should I take him here? Should I take him here? Should, I think you're going to make a mistake uh, if you're so focused on on just that one player. If he drops, mm-hmm. he drops and you get him. I, I just I'm not pressed you know, to get him on a, on a team after right. after this debacle. Right. This next one is from at FF Strats. I left my body when I saw the Watkins trade. Mm-hmm. A, how do I get my soul back in my bod? In my in my bod. <laughs> well, it was like a very like like almost religious experience. Then he he says bod yeah. instead of body. Uh, B, can Goff still get him wide receiver two numbers? So. I was actually on the golf course last Friday when all this stuff was going down. And it was, I, I was shooting okay, like pretty good up till the 15th hole. And then I looked at my phone and saw mm. everything was happening. Final four holes were just atrocious, just a disaster. Yeah, because you're tilting your ass off at that. Right. I was just like, what is going on? And I like have to give some takes on Twitter. Like, and like, it's just, it's, and then people were like, someone was like, you're awfully silent today as if like, like. Something like I had some weird connection to Sammy Watkins or something, or like like yeah. I was so uh, upset about Sammy. Wat- no, I'm I'm on a freaking golf. I, I I had I took a vacation day, one more before football season starts. Anyway, I'm triggered, so I'm gonna get off of that. Yeah, you're you're tilting right now. Uh, you're not a Watkins guy, first of all. I no, mean, I'm not a huge. I mean, he was like a fringe wide receiver one to me. Right. I'm not like a Watkins truther by any means. No, you know, you know. So 
Jared Goff and this combo could potentially be the worst situation for oh. Sammy Watkins. I, I I understand the upside that Jared Goff brings, uh, which is which is uh, Denny's shaking his head no. <laughs> I mean the upside is in. He should be better than last year because it's literally impossible to be worse than he was last year. I don't think people realize he was one of the worst rookie quarterbacks of all time last year. Like that's not even that's not even hyperbole. Like he he legitimately era adjusted was arguably the worst rookie quarterback of all time. So you don't just see significant jumps to being relevant in any way very easily, right? Yeah. It can happen, sure, but I'm playing probability. So they have a new a new uh, coach. Better offensive line. They need someone to go deep, so I get it. But he was last in air yards per attempt last year. Jared Goff was. Sammy Watkins has been one of the best deep ball guys in terms of air yards per per reception over the last two years. He's been a top five guy both seasons. So, to me, I just don't see that fit. I don't see how you feel overly comfortable with Watkins. Where where do you have Watkins at right now, Denny? Like where where would you feel comfortable uh, drafting him? Yeah, uh, I was on a uh, radio show the other day, and I and I said that I would feel okay taking him like around wide receiver 25 ish yeah maybe yeah. maybe around there but he's not he's not going to drop there he's think. not i had him at wide receiver 26 i, I don't think that he's I, I i just don't think that there's a, a good chance that he falls that late in drafts and even when he's there it's like you got it you got to think about what kind of season he's going to have from a predictability standpoint like mm-hmm. each week is going to just be a freaking disaster it's going to be a mess so i mean yeah jared Goff just, just looks I'm, like a quarterback that's all he is yeah, I, I I had I wrote a bold predictions article that published yesterday, and I don't I, my bold prediction for Sammy Watkins is I don't think that he reaches five touchdowns. Well, like, I mean, would anyone be shocked? Well, I mean, golf is golf gonna throw more than seventeen or eighteen? Right, that's what, that, exactly. Oh. I mean, like I don't I, like it's bold, sure, but I can see it happening, just like any of the other predictions I made. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think that Watkins is set up for wide receiver two numbers. That could bite us in the butt because maybe Jared Goff was really in that truly horrible of a situation last year. But, you know, look, the way that I – and I tweeted about this too, actually while I was on the golf course. But the the, the bottom line is when you have to make excuse after excuse about a player, mm-hmm. maybe the player just isn't good. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's maybe. a he's a tall white guy, so they're going to give him every chance. That's yeah. Sure. yeah. Next one, at the FF Hound. This this really is going to – this is this is the trigger point. This is the actual trigger point. All right. How how hashtag bad is Nelly? Oh. Are, are you mad online about this? Yeah, Nelly Nelly is is one of the greatest of all time. So so we're sure that he's not talking about some other ref, cultural reference. We're talking. He's talking about the I, rapper. I hope I hope he's talking about the rapper. Okay. I mean, it's just very random. I, I don't know. I remember him from high school when people used to listen to him. In high school, I tweeted about him one day because um, I was listening to him, and I said that it was I was just jamming to him, and people were in my mentions like, "Are you a teenager? Do you have no IQ?" Wow, that that kind of thing. I mean, that's that's kind of rough. I mean, I I listen to a lot of a lot of stupid music too. You yeah. not not look at not everybody. Look at look at look at. I always say this. Look, <laughs> uh, Someone needs to make a remix. Of yeah, that. yeah, look at look at. <laughs> there you go. There, I just, I just uh, did it for you. Uh, not everybody likes to listen to super serious, uh, you know, somewhat depressing music all the time. Yeah, bangers are fine, man. I, yes, I need a break. I all, I enjoy 
deeply depressing, serious, serious-minded music. I really, really do. I think you guys know that from my my Twitters. But I also like really just dumb '80s and '90s pop songs, and it's fun. It's fun to listen to. Everybody relax. There is nothing wrong with, and not only that. So the other thing, I listen to music a lot for nostalgic purposes. Yes, right? me too. Me too. I when when I listen to a song, it takes me back to the time period when I was listening to that song a lot. Yeah. Right. And so something like Nelly, you're just thinking back to like, oh, I was in high school. Oh, I was just like, mm-hmm. it was an easy time, right? Yes, innocence. Uh, uh, I when I listen to when I hear Limp Biscuit, I think of the same thing. <laughs> I think of being a junior in high school and being like, being like, oh my god, the Limp Bizkit version of Faith is so much better than George <laughs> Michael. Which now, now I, you know, I'm gonna time travel back just to punch myself in the throat. Amazing. This next one is at Keenan Mahoney. Butter on sandwiches or nah? What what kind of sandwich? Yeah. Okay, but who puts who really puts but, like the only time I put butter on sandwiches I make grilled cheeses or something or like I'm doing something on the. On the uh, in the kitchen, and I'll make, you know, like maybe like a panini type sandwich, and I'll put some butter on the bread. But I'm oh. not putting like I'm not like I'm not like hey, can I get a ham sandwich with some butter on it? Like who does that? That's freaking gross. That's uh, so disgusting. I, I'm sorry. I here's my take on butter. It's gross, and I never ever want to have it ever for anything. Um, I, I guess I do consume some because it's just like it's baked into stuff. But um, I I'm in, I'm mostly anti condiment. Uh, uh, because it takes too Shocking. long. It takes too long. I'm hungry. I go into the kitchen. I put some meat on some bread, and I don't want to. I just, I'm just, I just want to eat it. So I eat it without any condiments. And Melissa is in there for you know another 15 minutes, you know, putting the right <laughs> amount of this and the right amount of that, and just a little bit of this. And I'm like, and I'm done. And I'm done because I was hungry. <laughs> You're satisfied. I just, it's just a huge caveman move, but but I I don't I don't regret it. Yeah. This next one is from at MarkCN32. Who are your favorite tight end targets at current cost, not necessarily streamers? Uh, well, uh, I, we mentioned uh, Charles Clay, or I mentioned Charles Clay a couple weeks ago. I, I, I really like him. I think that there's a decent chance, especially after the Watkins uh, trade, that he could become uh, something of an every-week starter in in fantasy, in 12-team fantasy leagues. Um uh, I don't think that he'll blow the roof off. I don't think he has a ton of touchdown potential. I don't think he's a league-winning player, whatever that means. But I think that he's a guy who can scoop up some PPR points for you. I, I like him. He's going undrafted. The two the two tight ends that I want to mention, I got both of them in the Apex League, are the two guys that I'm targeting most this year. It's Eric Ebron is one uh, at his cost so because uh, he's going in sometimes in the double-digit rounds and stuff. Um, cause I, his, all he needs is touchdowns. Anquan Bolden's gone. He was second in the, in the league in red zone targets last year. We, we talked about Ebron before. I also, I also like the upside of Austin Hooper. I think, yeah. I think Hooper's really, really interesting. You can get him for basically free. I know that you said Mark at current cost, but you have to understand that we're drafting tight ends late. So that's why we're, we're naming later on tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked Reed, but I can't, I can't stomach that, that sort yeah. of yeah. stuff that he's dealing with. Next one is from our buddy at Beer and Blank. How do you feel about the awful trend rearing its head in America? I'm talking about Jared Goff truthers feeling they have an argument. Oh, yeah. they're, they're out. They're out now. Oh, yeah, dude. When I was when I was ranting about Jared Goff uh, on the golf course and when I got home, I mean, it was a very, very real experience. The people who were coming at me saying he's only – it's you know, I always find it interesting how um, 
you know, when someone who works in a sport, you know, I work in fantasy football and football and stuff, it's like, like I give these takes and they're like, yeah, but he can improve because he got a better offensive line and coach. It's like, you don't think that I've like that, that should be a given that like someone asked us the one time how we always have to put the criteria of if he's healthy, mm-hmm. but it's stuff like that. Cause people in our mentions are always saying, but like, but, but, but he's healthy now, like, or, or, or he's injury prone. You know, it's like, yeah, we yeah. know, we, we know that. Yeah, so, so someone so someone chimed in and said, uh, "JJ, have you considered that the Rams have a new coach?" Right, right, exactly. And it's like it's like yes, I, I'm trying to give you guys a different angle of like what probability and history has said about players like Jared Goff, and and really, guys, it's it's awful. Like Jared Goff's comps are the pile of trash that goes to your curb every Thursday night on Trash Night. Like that, wow. that's that. Those are Jared Goff's comps. That's, that's strong. It. That's strong. <laughs> watch this we're gonna he's gonna be like a like a like a streamer for us in in week four totally oh to, no i hope i hope it's a week three streamer again just like nick nick another rams week three streamer i i can't i can't go through with that again look i i totally understand that jared goff could become something right it's it's in his range of outcomes right yeah i play the way that i analyze a sport the way that i play fantasy football it's all probability driven so when I say Jared Goff, his comps are a pile of trash. Well, his comps are a pile of trash. That's not that's not changing. But when I say Jared Goff probably isn't good, I'm saying he's, quote, probably not very good. That's a, a very key word there. Right. It's a, and, and therefore, it's a well-reasoned take, which you'll never find on my timeline. But <laughs> Next one, at SMGDH, do you think people prefer fantasy questions or non-fantasy questions? I would well during during the season and right now fantasy questions for sure but yeah off season off season the people love all, uh, the 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 you know random non football maybe we'll maybe we'll do a poll on the LTS account I mean but I, I, I actually don't I actually don't want to see the answer to that because no one's no, number one no one's gonna be truthful number two yeah I don't want to see the answer to that yeah I mean it, it would be eighty twenty non football because people yeah. will be like I never listened to you anyway by the way yeah <laughs> I half PPR four, start four wide receivers right. are you taking Doug Baldwin right right next one at Jacob Henry FF at what point does the music you grew up listening to become dad music this is this is interesting because we just talked about the nostalgia of music. Uh, I am a, I'm in a weird position there because the music that I grew up listening to was dad music at the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was was mom and dad music. I, I listened to uh, stuff from the '60s and '70s when I when I was you know from five years old on. I mean you know uh, so that's so it's been it's been dad music. But um, I even modern bands that like currently make music. That, that I that I like I'm told that that's also dad music which I'm like I can't escape it like LCD sound system How, do you yeah. know yeah, guys? yeah yeah well I love LCD sound system and I told like I, I I told someone that the other day because because she was like oh so you don't like any modern music I said I like LCD but she says no but like non-dad music I was like oh come on <laughs> LCD sound system is not a dad music please so the people out there please tell me that I'm right here but anyway I but, I, I think that I think that it's when your children are like rolling your eyes at you when you play right. it. That's that's the obvious answer. While right. you're sitting there just like bouncing your leg up and down to the beat <laughs> and your children your children are looking at you and rolling their eyes, that's when you know. That's right. 
The next one, at KDBanks01, half point keeper. Should I keep Tyrod? Not Tyrod. Terrell Pryor for $1. T.Y. Hilton for $21 or Carlos Hyde for $1. Already keeping Mike Evans and, and Melvin Gordon, leaning heavily towards Pryor. I would yeah. keep Pryor over Hilton for for $21 versus one. I wouldn't even flinch. It, yeah, that's uh, that's that's a no-brainer for me. Uh, I, maybe I'm missing something, but yeah, Pryor. Yeah. This next one, at Doc Crackles. Is Denny the IPA of fantasy football podcast host? Refreshingly bitter, but definitely an acquired taste. Your thoughts? Uh, wow. I think that that really describes me. Yeah, I think you are the IPA of fantasy, of, of actually any podcast co- host. Uh, yeah, I think that works. Uh, this next one, at Tough Guy Mike, what are your cheese power rankings? Mm, you You go first. I mean, you have to put goat cheese first, right? <laughs> I see what you did there. Dad jokes. Dad jo- I actually oh. love goat cheese, though. Goat cheese is really good. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, my number one cheese, and it's not close, is fe- feta cheese. Yeah, feta cheese is very good, too. Feta cheese is very, very good. So I, we're, on, we're on the same page there. We're, that's, yeah. that's, that's cool. And when, when pro- you, when you, well, let me say this. When you go and get a sandwich, and they say, what kind of cheese do you want on it? Don't say I don't get cheese on it. If you get cheese on it, because sometimes I don't get cheese on it too. I get it. But if you get cheese on it, what cheese are you getting? Uh, provolone. Yes. All right. We're team provolone. All okay. Right. Good. Good. Then that'll be our that'll be next in our power rankings. I, I don't mind some cheese like the ones that have like like my wife and I will get like the the uh, cheese with like blueberry in it for like some crackers and stuff or like a snack. Like that's, that's oh, some that's, good stuff too. That's, that's so nice. <laughs> that's, I know we're, yeah, we're a blueberry cheese couple. <laughs> that's such a, that's such a nice little Saturday to go out and get some <laughs> blueberry cheese and go to home Depot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy. This next one at impress suave. Will you and baby Flacco? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Baby Flacco is based on Babytron, the nickname that I've given Kenny Galladay. Oh. Will you and Baby Flacco talk about Ty God's value change without Watkins? Um, well, so I've seen a lot of people cite that his uh, fantasy points. I wish I had uh, my my article up that I did. I'm sorry that I wasn't prepared, but uh, I Tyrod Taylor with and without Sammy Watkins. His 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 uh, fantasy points per game is not that dramatically different. Right. He averages like half a point or one point fewer without Sammy Watkins, but a lot of that's rushing related. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is because he was able to score touchdowns and do more on the ground. I'm kind of nervous about that because his his passing numbers are dramatically worse without yeah. Sammy in that offense. So I think that you have to naturally move Tyrod down a bit, and, and that sucks because you know both of us. He's he's a decent week one streamer against the Jets. Uh, I think both of us were excited about him just in general, just another easy target late in your drafts. But now I'm just not as as excited about him without Sammy. Yeah, and de- definitely not. Um, the we we talked about actually when we talked about quarterbacks for Week One, we mentioned Bradford, Dalton, or maybe Palmer, and then Tyrod. And we talked about how Tyrod uh, Tyrod's passing numbers uh, were really. Uh, different. I mean, like you said, very different with and without uh, Watkins. So it does it does make a difference. Definitely. Uh, next one at Zach P. Dennis. Uh, rank Tymont, Mixon, and Dalvin. That's this is a really yeah. tough question, but yeah. uh, and how how would you feel about drafting them in the third? I mean, it seems like. I mean, I I think I have to go with Ty Montgomery. 
Yeah, if it's if it's a PPR league, let's just assume that. I think that I would go Tymont. And then Mixon and Dalvin, I think I'm still Mixon over Dalvin, but my God, am I, I – I would argue that no player has risen in my mind yeah. and in you know my hypothetical fantasy football draft board more than – like I got Dalvin Cook in my home league last Friday. Like I'm I'm – I'm becoming a lot higher on Dalvin than I ever thought that I was going to. A lot of that has to do with the camp positivity. A lot of it, though, has to do with Latavius Murray being injured. Yeah. And, and I look, we never liked Latavius. Like, I mean, like from a real football standpoint, like he's not a good running back. But the fact that they went out and signed him and he could see goal line work, we didn't know. And then Dalvin's usage in that first preseason game, he saw like four targets, caught all four. If he is the primary pass catching back in that offense... It's almost, I wrote about it this week, it's almost a, a win-win because the offensive line is bad. So if the offensive line is bad, then that means Dalvin could catch a lot of dump-offs from Sam Bradford. But and, and they ranked like 11th or something in running back receptions last year. But the other thing, if the, if the offensive line is good, then he obviously can run and he can, get, he, can, he can do more on the ground and they should have more scoring opportunities because Sam Bradford didn't throw the ball deep very often last year because of those offensive line woes. But he was a very, very accurate deep ball passer last season. So if they, if that offensive line comes together, Dalvin Cook could truly, truly be. Uh, I, I think the, I, you know, my bold prediction in my article was that he could outscore Leonard Fournette. I don't think that's out of the question whatsoever. Sure, and he's so much cheaper. I mean, if, if you're just looking for running backs who are going to get touches, then Dalvin Cook is a really nice target at a reasonable price. Yeah. This next one at Captain Carl Drogo. Uh, are we undervaluing Dion Lewis as a community? Dude can rip it. Thanks. Stay woke, jabronis. <laughs> we will. We will remain woke. Uh, Dion Lewis is going at the end of drafts, right? Or like undrafted? Yeah, he's free basically. Uh, so if you can, I don't know if you, he seems like one of those guys that you dump your kicker and pick him up and see what happens this preseason. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't. He's listed. Well, the depth chart is not kind to him so far. No, I mean, like, like the, for me, the bottom line is is I'm taking Burkhead over Deion Lewis, right? Like, late in drafts. I'd rather have Rex than Deion Lewis. Well, you'd rather, it, yeah, that comes down to me. You would rather have the early early round banger uh, for the Patriots than the guy who yeah. might split passing down. Yeah, I'd rather have the, the potential LeGarrette Blunt role rather than Deion Lewis, who's not going to be that guy. No, no, like, no. Like, the, to me, the reason you draft... Patriot running backs is because you want them to score touchdowns bottom line. And Deion Lewis is not going to be that guy for that team, which is why I would just go with Rex Burkhead above him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I'm not, I'm not super, su- like I can understand because like you can make a case for literally anyone who's free, right? Like, but do I see a path to Deion Lewis being a super relevant fantasy asset? I mean, not exactly. Not really. I think that you nailed it where you say that he's the guy that you just kind of throw on your, on your bench. Mm-hmm. While the preseason is going on, yeah, and and maybe maybe something happens, maybe James White gets hurt or something. I don't know. I mean, uh, but uh, I it's hard. Yeah, it is hard to paint the picture where Deion Lewis is an extremely relevant player. Yeah, yeah. This next one is at C Backstar. He says, "Quote because JJ sucks should start being the reason we blame for all crappy things in the world." He didn't say crappy though. I I, I uh, changed that word. This is this is a family podcast. Yeah, right. right. We, we have to keep this shit out of there. Okay. But I did, <laughs> but I did, but I did uh, tweet yesterday that it's because I sucked that we didn't do our podcast. So if you want to blame literally anything on me, you can use that phrase. Feel free. Yeah, I the losers, continue. the losers and haters were were thrilled, as I said on Twitter. Yes. 
Next one, at Polish Tweeter, any shift of opinion on Shady's ADP given the given Buffalo's current roster? I'm not comfortable. Really? Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's going to get touches, but... You're just a I, Jonathan Williams truther. I, I'm, I'm trending that way, uh, in redraft at least. I don't know. I just... I, the the more like like Evan Silva had a great tweet the other day where he listed question marks for almost yeah. every top tier running back going off the board, and and McCoy's you know concerns really really struck a chord with me where I was like Eesh, yeah I mean that's all true check it out everybody I forget exactly what uh, what Evan Silva said but um but it really it really caught my attention so um. I, I don't know if I'm taking him at his ADP. I, I, I have him as a number three running back. I'm fine taking him after after the big three wide receivers. Uh, I, I didn't It didn't really shift my opinion on him too much. Uh, yep. This next one, at Cameron9 underscore web, I need Denny's definitive ranking of salad dressings. Oh, man. Uh, oh, oh. Well, I used to be a ranch truther, but it's so bad for you, right? I mean, yeah. It's no, I kind of, I kind of was too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, it tastes good. Don't get me wrong, I like it. Um, but I just, um, I hate myself enough to only eat things that like don't taste good. I feel like it's interesting though, because a lot of people who are, um, have the takes that you do when it comes to food would probably despise ranch dressing. Ranch dressing is is very divisive, right? Like, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. There, there are, there are battles. There are battles really? between people when it comes to ranch dressing. Yeah. Uh, how, how do we feel about French dressing? I don't like, I'm not, uh, basically my salads consist of like either some balsamic of some sort or, or like vinegar or like vinegar or something. Balsamic is so good. That's, that's my favorite. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Balsamic. Certain, especially like if a, if a place that you go to has a good house balsamic, like that's, that's, that's the go-to. Uh, French is just what they slather on a Big Mac, right? I mean, yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. So I, every time I like, every time I, well, God, it's been so long since I've had a McDonald's hamburger or Big Mac. But I used to be like, oh yeah, definitely French dressing. Um, is there any other way? Blue cheese is gross to me. Blue cheese is is. I mean, I'll I'll do I'll whatever. It's whatever to me. And then there's also Italian dressing. Oh, I would I rank Italian. I would rank Italian over French. Who eats yeah. French dressing, Denny? French dressing is replacement level. Yeah, I'd put. Feels like. Yeah, okay. I'd put both both French and Italian in the same bucket, but you got to put balsamic <laughs> as the goat, and then like ranch if you're feeling like you want to, like just negate what you're eating. Right. Fantasy wise, you you're probably balsamic. I'm French. I'm French. <laughs> I'm just replacing. I'm, I I get the job done. I help you consume the uh the the leaves and the greens. Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. Uh, this next one is from at. Cornvillius underscore Dan. That's okay. really wrong. That's really wrong. I'm I'm tired right now. He right. says, currently traveling home. What's your least favorite part of flying aside from not being able to remove your pants? Oh dear God. Do wait, do people want to remove their pants? I let me let me just say this. I'm not a fan of flying at all. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you I thought you were about to drop some terrible Sorry about, about removing pants uh, on there. I anticipated it and then you just said you don't like traveling. No one likes traveling. No, I hate. I, I just don't like the act of flying. I still get like on, on takeoff. I still get a little bit nervous. Oh, and I, yeah. I've I've flown. Look, I've flown over a hundred times in my life, and, and like like I've been on airplanes a lot. Wow. Because well, a lot of it was my my wife and I were long distance in college, and we would fly back and forth to each other all the time too. That's very sweet. Yeah, I know. By the way, no, it um, is. 
Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's when flight prices were actually really... We could get a round trip from Pittsburgh to Albany with one stop for... I, okay, this is actually awesome, too. For $69. Nice! That's incredibly it was, nice. It was always $69. It was like the perfect time to get flights. It just so happened it was one week. So we got to see each other a lot more often than people would think being eight hours away. That's very nice and romantic that you got that ticket for 69 bucks. That's very nice. Very nice. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, traveling sucks. Next one. At W. Michael McNair. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, bases loaded, down by three runs, and you're up. What's your walk to the plate song? Oh, I know mine. It's Led Zeppelin immigrant song. Boom. You know, you know what mine is? Huh? The Living the Stream theme song. Oh my God! They would boo you. They, the, the home crowd would be like, "Boo! Get them out!" I would definitely do some sort of theme song, like the Different Strokes theme song or something. I get, I get ridiculously uh, pumped up when I hear the the the, the opening chords to uh, to the Led Zeppelin uh, immigrant song. My even uh, my son will sing it sometimes. He'll just randomly be like, ah. and I'm like, "Oh God!" You must geez. be so proud. Yeah. I, I feel maybe I'd just do something Nelly related just to piss everyone <laughs> off. Yeah, well that would that would do it. Yeah, some like country grammar or something. I feel like you need to get some metal though, like no, some metalish. No, no. I, I, but what do you run to? Like when you're running, what do you? Oh. I run to rap. I run to Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's the whatever you. I mean, most people. I would guarantee you, most people with their walk-up song, it's what they work out to. Yeah. Like whatever that just to get them pumped up a little bit. If I you know, if I hit the right stride with Metallica, uh, I will run like forty percent longer because I'm just out of my mind with yeah. You just with, you know being pumped up. So you hit that flow, man. You hit mm-hmm. it. All right, that's gonna do it for the questions, Denny. Uh, as we go, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, you can find the best Twitter account uh, at CD Carter 13. And, uh, also check out my website, draftdayconsultants.com. I know, uh, many people are going to miss their upcoming drafts. We can step in and help you out. Is it your site or Steve Smith's site? Uh, Steve Smith owns a majority share, but he allows me to say it's my site. Okay. All right. That's good yeah. to know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at late round QB, all my work over on numberfire.com. I have another podcast called the late round podcast that I've been doing. Uh, so there's a mailbag episode coming out on Friday. Uh, I'm doing two shows a week now, but then once football season starts, I'll be doing three. So if you really want to hear my voice a lot, you can subscribe to that show. And they do. Everybody does. I don't know about that much. It's a I don't good know about that much. All right, Denny, enjoy the beach, and we will catch everyone next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the Internet Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.